0: Classic 80s metal.
1: Symphonic death metal opera. But i got
0: to be in the mood to listen to Black Sabbath.
1: Many of our listeners weren't even born then.
0: Back for a time, it was very progressive.
1: I can see there are thrash elements. You
0: are a metal paradox.
1: A stunning vision of death metal.
0: I would listen to it over and over and over again today. It just seems so dated. I hear this more as operatic as God.
1: Flori will surpass Halpert as the iconic heavy metal singer. You're listening
0: to The Great Metal Debate Podcast. All right, Great Metal Debate listeners. want to give you a very warm welcome back to the podcast. We're coming at you with episode 49. This is Brian coming at you from down around the Kentucky Lakes. And as always with me... My partner in crime, Gomfog. Domfog, how are you?
1: Very evil, Brian. It's been an evil summer of metal, and I feel regenerated and ready to hit the fall and the darkness of winter. Sounds like you had just a cheery sort of summer, so, you know, we can get right into that. Dude, <laughs> it was the best summer, man. I went to some excellent shows and just feel again renewed like I have been rebaptized into the darkness of the metal fate
0: well you're always cheery when it comes to your metal man so i can understand why you had a good time man why don't you tell me about
1: some of the shows and at the end of it i'll put you on the spot and make you tell me your favorite recently i celebrated my birthday and i did so in the best way possible within the span of four days going to two different shows in two different cities most of which was black metal
0: oh my gosh man where did you go
1: First, I went to Louisville at Mag Bar, the Magnolia Bar, the classic music venue in Louisville. Got to see my good friends in Lustravi, that black metal band out of Florida, as well as Led by Serpents, and then Local Acts, Order of Leviathan, and Dipscuffa.
0: Oh, man, Lustravi, that's some good black metal, some serious, serious black metal. Did uh, Were you able to meet and talk to the band any?
1: Oh, absolutely, man, and, and as before... They couldn't be nicer, man. I have a huge heart for those guys. I got an opportunity to speak with Morgan Weller, the vocalist and bassist for Lustravi, a long time before they even went on their first tour throughout the nation. I've got to see them now out on tour two times. It's just amazing to see a young band release their first album and then have success and know, you know, that we were there at the beginning promoting them and being a little part of it.
0: Oh, dudes! I know that they come through this way quite often and that I'm sure they're going to pick up more touring.
1: Yeah, without a doubt, man. I think that their most recent Led by the Cult tour with Led by Serpents was a success, and I know they've indicated that they are very eager to get back out on the road and make more converts to the cause. Yes, yes. And Led by Serpents, another excellent band, man. I mean, uh, tell me about the show. It was a really good show, man, at Mag Bar, again in Louisville. Actually, it was – The second show I saw that day, earlier that day, Magbar hosted a matinee show. Our friends with Wild West, Metal Troubadours, and Alcahooligans, Stagecoach Inferno. Now, they had just played the evening before in Cincinnati, so they might not have been on the top of their game for that afternoon show. Uh, I think maybe drinking and only a little sleep might have affected their performance, but still... Even at 75%, those guys are killer. It was what we all call the alka set, uh, and always a good show, always. Absolutely, man. And then I told the guys in Order of Leviathan, and we have my interview with them already up on all our streaming and download platforms, but I told those guys, I felt somewhat embarrassed. they have been around a while, and I had not had a chance to see them perform live. Got a chance that evening. I say see them perform live, of course, at a black metal show like that. Sometimes the band just wants the lights almost all the way down in the house. So, (laughs) you know, I I like to take some photos, but I didn't get any photos of Order of Leviathan just because the house lights were down so low I I could hear the music but really couldn't even make out their faces. Not sure if the guys I interviewed were actually the people on stage performing. (laughs) That's awesome. True to their name, man. Just turn it, make it black, and we'll play
0: some metal, man. It doesn't really matter what it looks like. Just get into the spirit of the thing. That's awesome.
1: And then Led by Serpents. Now, Led by Serpents is made up of band members, a number of whom I'd seen before with Secret She Kept. Uh, Fun to talk with those guys again. Uh, Reminisce about the time I'd seen them back late last year. And then the dudes and Morgan and Lestravic, they just couldn't be nicer enjoy talking with them and and again i think it's not just their music but the strength of their performance what they bring to that ceremonial occult viewpoint is just so strong and man i just think they are going to grow more powerful over time it's funny that you say more
0: powerful do they have like ritual sacrifices to gain new listeners? is that uh, Was that part
1: of it? As a matter of fact, the next time they come through, Brian, they've invited me to bring a sacrifice. And I don't know if you're available. I'd like for you to come with me. I am
0: virginal, and so they should get a lot of plays out of that one. So, yeah, I'll, I'll come and
1: donate a few quarts of blood. <laughs> but then, dude, a few days later, I traveled to St. Louis. Hadn't been there for a show since... The year 2000, when I went to see Iron Maiden on their Brave New World tour with our mutual Sweet. friend, Metal Mark, got to go to Foo Bar for Chaotica, Wormreich, and Azadal.
0: I've actually heard Foobar is an excellent place to watch music, and you can't go wrong with Chaotica and Reich. Good Lord.
1: Man, it was really good. I, I was surprised. It, I mean, it's really just a hole in the wall just a few blocks down from St. Louis University on kind of a strip that's, mostly abandoned now but FUBAR was a, an outstanding place to see a show they've got two different stages but really there's just two rooms there for two different size crowds the sound was good the visuals were good it was a great place to see a show and in particular uh, to meet these guys in these bands and talk with lariah hayes we already have my interview with lariah hayes from chaotica up on the site I think we can talk about that later, her take on things, and admittedly, her agreement with you about a few things that you and I disagree about. (laughs) But, man, I'll admit, I've heard of Wormreich, had listened to their music, had never had a chance to see them, was super impressed with them. Down a band member, their lead vocalist, out for the time being due to substance abuse issues, they still provided a killer performance. And then Chaotica, I've loved their album, The Flame Unleashed, ever since I first heard it, but honestly, wasn't sure how well that brand of occult melodic metal would translate live in person. Dude, they blew me away. Lariah's stage presence was just amazing. The whole band was spot on. A stellar performance by that group. Well worth the more than four-hour trip it takes me to get to St. Louis. You know, it's
0: weird how much uh, substance abuse issues seem to surround our interviews. You know, either a little bit before or a little bit afterwards, when they talk to us, there's an issue. I wonder what that's about.
1: In this case, obviously, the history of Chaotica and Wormreich on that first tour where, tragically, the deaths of three people, Lariah almost lost her hand, a number of the guys in Wormreich sustained injuries. That was a tragedy and one that... Probably a lot of the members are still working through, and and maybe the vocalist just wasn't in a place where he could participate. I hope that this tour together maybe helped them expel some demons or maybe bring in new, better demons. (laughs) I'd forgotten about
0: that, man. Yeah, you know, that's got to be hard to get back out there and just get on the horse, man, and do it again. But you know what? Like true metal brothers and sisters, they rise to the occasion.
1: That's true. They live for the road. They love the road. It was quite a set of shows to celebrate my birthday. I wouldn't trade those experiences for the world, Brian. Speaking of trading experiences, why don't we experience some new music? Sounds good, man. Another show that I didn't talk about was one with the guys in Automaton, Winter Hymn. Too many bands to mention on the bill, but one of the bands on the bill was Scarangella, a band that's made up of the previous drummer for Winterham, as well as Winterham's current bassist and growler. And so here's a song from Scarangella. This is Dragons, Thunder, Wizards, and Shit. out of cincinnati with dragons thunder wizards and shit
0: man i want to listen to that song and play some role-playing games with those dudes that's got to be what it's about
1: yeah i think it's safe to say that some of those folks dabble in the rpgs as it should be
0: for anybody that
1: participates in metal so brian last podcast we talked about our goals for the summer that we were both going to see some of our bucket list bands Yes, I do remember that. I was so excited. I was planning to go see Amon Amarth, and I know that you had on your calendar to see Iron Maiden. So tell me, what was Maiden like? They were actually quite
0: quiet the night that I saw them. And by quiet, I mean that I didn't freaking see them, man. I didn't get to see either one of those bands. Thanks for bringing that up, you
1: dick. Dude, I don't blame you. As I mocked you the previous podcast, I said it wasn't worth going to see the oldsters in Iron Maiden. And so I'm not surprised you made the wise choice to pass on that show.
0: Oh, my God. Anybody that went to that show came away from it saying they were the greatest metal band ever, including some very hardcore death metal, uh, melodic, symphonic uh, dudes also.
1: I'm just glad that you finally came to your senses and realized there's no sense wasting your time and money on metal from the past. Oh, yeah, I I came to my senses all right. Way too many senses
0: for a ticket is the problem. Otherwise, I'd have been there. So, uh, you know, along those
1: lines, what was your bucket list band like? I thought they were killer. Now, I have heard some critiques, and it's funny the critiques that come. Even with what's a relatively modern band like Amon Amarth, I've heard some folks complain that, well, they didn't play enough of the old material. <laughs> you know, my question would be, how could you tell? I mean, Amon Marth does
0: one thing well, and they do it better than anybody else. It doesn't matter whether it's the first album or the
1: last album. You get the same stuff. And that is what makes them great. It's interesting you say that, Brian, because another critique I heard, and this kind of cut to my core because I really enjoy Amon and Marth, and, and it, was, it was an awesome show, but their critique was, amanda martha is the acdc of melodic death metal
0: oh that makes me feel good It makes my heart sore i love
1: it i don't there should be more I don't
0: AC/DCs think, of particular genres i don't think it was a compliment brian well they can suck it man it doesn't matter whether it's a compliment or not man if somebody does some music that you like and they do it well who cares if it was done
1: 40 years ago or four days ago I think the critique inherent in calling them the ACDC of something is to say that it's kind of all the same and it's kind of generic, which I don't think is entirely fair critique of Amon Amarth, but I, I understand where that comes from. I would just like to say
0: that that person that critiqued them was very astute, and thank God that they are sort of cookie cutter. Everyone needs some cookie cutter Amon Amarth music in their life. If you don't have it, then you got to be listening to new shit every day. Uh, Expanding your horizons, becoming better as artists and connoisseurs of music. Screw that.
1: Just like metal. Grab it. Grab your nuts. Pound it with a hammer and hold on and go. Did you just say you're pounding your nuts with a hammer? (laughs) I did,
0: man. That's maybe a different album. I don't know. That may be the third album.
1: No, man. They were on my bucket. I should have gone to see that. Oh, well. Shit. Who was with M.O.N.A.R.? Goat Whore, and I got to talk with Ben from Goat Whore once again. Man, he's such a killer dude. It was amazing talking with him about performing in Louisville, and he, just off the top of his head, went through basically every venue in Louisville like Goat Whore has played it. I've said this before. If you haven't seen Goat Whore live, that's on you, because those guys are tour warriors. They are literally out there like, 300 days a year on the road. I've seen their tour van. No telling how many miles they have on that van. And they have gone to every city, every corner of this nation. Goat whore are amazing guys. And they know how to deliver the metal.
0: They're the three inches of blood of satanic metal, man. you got to appreciate guys that just get out there and freaking play, man. And, and who better to do that with than Amon
1: Mark? Some
0: Vikings and Satanists getting together on stage and just throwing down some killer jam.
1: Yeah, and they had toured a number of times before. I think that's a really good tour package to have. Goat Whore, with their particular blackened death metal style, matched with a monomark, the Viking, melodic death metal style. And one of the amazing things, this was at the Mercury Ballroom. No local openers, which I kind of don't like, because I certainly like for there to be opportunities for local folks to... Uh, show themselves at at the same time it was kind of cool like to get right to those headliners and have the crowd entirely pumped up for just those two bands well you know you've got two sort of uh you know not uh
0: nationally mega popular bands but you get to get in there and see them like they are they're sort of the uh, boy band of metal that could beat the crap out of every other boy band on the planet
1: not how I would want to describe them, but, again, I'll just say my experience checking off that bucket list band, Amon Amarth, amazing. You made the right call, Brian, saying no to Nostalgia Metal, no to 80s Metal, no to Iron Maiden.
0: Yeah, you can say no to my dick, man. I, I just didn't get to go see them, and I couldn't afford it at the time. I'm there the next time they come through, though.
1: Brian, we talked earlier about... The local opener that I saw at Foo Bar in St. Louis, opening for Chaotic and Wormreich, was Asadal. This song from their 2017 EP, Where the Shadows Lie, here is Embittered Destroyer. St. Louis, Ozark black Metalers as a doll with Embittered Destroyer.
0: I wish that I was half as driven and talented as those guys are at, my, at that age. That's
1: just amazing. For Wormreich and Chaotica, the guys in as a doll were with me up at the stage, headbanging, singing along for those bands. That's where you know you have true metal warriors, where they get done on stage and then they're back to the stage To rock out for the metal.
0: The only thing better than playing besides your heroes is watching your heroes play. That's
1: awesome. Again, my birthday, I couldn't have celebrated it in a better manner than to go to these shows with so many black metal and occult metal bands. I'll make the argument of all the subgenres, and and black metal is not necessarily my favorite subgenre of metal. I think black metal may be where there's the most room for innovation. Think about all the traditional Scandinavian black metal acts. You think about other bands in the more traditional vein, like Alustravi. But then there's also bands that are really somewhat avant-garde, bringing in a lot of outside influences. Bands like Abigail Williams, Nocmistium, Shining. I just think that black metal is one of the best metal genres out there for somebody who just wants it wide open, just wants no boundaries.
0: You know, I, I'm actually kind of surprised at, at this. Not the fact that you like that innovation, you like the metal, but that you allow them to label it as such. I mean, you always get pissed off when when there's sort of these subgenres uh, with uh, innuendo or just straight up labeling, like the Christian metal. You know, black metal is sort of inherently evil. It surprises
1: me that you would go there. Well, you mentioned Christian metal, and I would just say I don't think Christian metal is actually a subgenre of metal. You go to the Metal Archives, and I have tremendous respect for what the guys over at Metal Archives do. If you Uh, try to search under metal genres for Christian metal, it's not even in there. Now, you can certainly find find bands that have Christianity as a lyrical theme, but Christian metal is not a true subgenre of metal. But you can't say
0: it's not a part of a particular type of music. Would you dismiss them as metal because they put that label in front of it and have a particular function for their music? I, I just doesn't, that doesn't make
1: sense to me. Well, I'm not sure what that tells me about the band. Like, what other sorts of metal bands would that band be like? By saying it's, quote, Christian metal, you haven't really told me anything about the music. You've told me something maybe about how the band members want to market their music, but you haven't said much about the music itself. You said yourself that there's a wide
0: variety of different types of sounds for black metal. Simply calling it black metal doesn't tell me shit about it. It just tells me that it's got a dark theme, just like Christian
1: metal has a Christian theme. The sound is irrelevant. Dude, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. No one would call or mistake Xandria for black metal. And I'm not sure when uh, you uh, put the Christian label ahead of metal, I'm not sure what that tells you about. The music. But, to but see, that's
0: an irrelevant. Argument. It doesn't matter the title. What matters is the metal part of it. Then you can put it in whatever thing you want, based on lyrics, based on sound, based on content, based on theme. It, it doesn't matter. The metal is what counts. Xandria, take your, your band Xandria. They're metal. I wouldn't put them in a particular subgenre of metal except to say that they're sort of symbolic metal. But that doesn't
1: eliminate them from the metal category, and it's not ridiculous that they're labeled as symphonic metal. But to say it's symphonic metal tells you something about the music. Like, you can have an idea in your head about what that music would sound like if you use the descriptor symphonic. If I use the descriptor Christian, I, that tells me zero about what the music might sound like. Like, I have no well, got to break it down more. Well, exactly. I, again, it, it gives you no information, and again... To me, and I'll I'll just be frank, I just think it's a crass attempt at marketing to a very specific and very American subpopulation. Yeah, because black
0: metal bands don't go for marketing or look or style at all. They They don't appeal to a particular type of people that buy their music. That is the stupidest argument I've ever heard right there.
1: But again, the black metal label tells you something about the music. It informs you about what to expect with the music. That's irrelevant whether it tells
0: you something about it. You don't like the fact that it's talking about a particular subject, although I could argue very strongly that black metal has its own particular subject and tells me a lot about what kind of metal they're talking about. And i got no problem with that. I just don't know why you have a problem with Christian because you don't like what they're singing about or you disagree with their theology.
1: Is it the niche that you're upset with? Is that what you don't like about it? No, no, that, that's not the worst part of it. Again, to me, the worst part of it is that it's not a real descriptor. To say it's Christian metal doesn't tell you anything about it. If you describe, for example, Sabaton, if, if Sabaton went around and said, we're military metal, I don't think that that would be helpful in describing who or what they are. Do they have military themes lyrically? yes. But that doesn't tell you anything about what type of music is being played, and I don't think you could have military metal as a meaningful subgenre in the sense that Uh, you would have no idea about what to expect with the music. Similarly, I don't think that uh, labeling a metal band, a Christian metal band, will give you any understanding of what to expect with the music. Oh, my God, I forgot who I'm talking to here. We have to define it. Would, you, would it well, help no, no, you if no, I no, said no, Christian you, thrash you, metal? That, that's bullshit because you're wanting to define a certain group of bands as Christian metal. So don't give me that I'm a definer thing. You're trying to define something in a specific way. I'm just saying but your definition I, I'm not is defining unhelpful. it based on sound. I'm defining it
0: based on lyrical content. What if I said Christian thrash or Christian death? Or Christian
1: military metal. Would that make uh, would that satisfy your sense of wanting to call it something? Well, I think the Christian military would be the most ridiculous because again, you'd have no <laughs> idea about what what the sound would be. I again I think there's a reason that the folks with the metal archives have gone through the hundreds of thousands of different metal bands and have seen fit not to break it down into a christian metal subcategory it's not a meaningful category of music well all due respect to the guys at metal archives they're very knowledgeable
0: but they miss a great vast amount of metal because they're unwilling to accept a certain definition
1: that's and, stupid, and i don't mind they, defining something they're, they're but, over but you, you they're are hundreds are like, of you just thousands don't like of it. metal bands that's they, right but that they miss
0: out on some what they would call rock and hard rock, millions of people would call metal. I, I mean,
1: it has black not- metal
0: tells me nothing about the music either, except that it's going to be dark, and you're going to have to watch the bands play in the dark, apparently.
1: Of course, calling something black metal tells you something about what to expect with the band. It tells you what to expect musically. It tells you somewhat what to expect lyrically. It gives you a lot of information. To label something Christian metal gives you no information. Again, a band can have lyrical themes. What? Our band, our, our friends in Your Chance to Die, they explicitly use a lot of Christian themes, uh, lyrical themes, culled from the Christian mythos into yeah. their music, and and that's awesome. Uh, uh, ironically, the guys I mean, really bring Ironically, it. black metal also incorporates many Christian themes into their music. <laughs> But sacrificing the virgin uh, Christian girl is a little different. How they use that imagery have, is... Uh,
0: do you have to have something that describes the sound before you'll label it a metal song? Yes. I mean, I just don't see your point yes. in... That's I don't how, see that's the how, relevance.
1: I mean, so the, the term yeah, metal but, tells us something about the music. Similarly, the difference... Yeah, but my friend Josiah sings
0: for a Christian band called Placate the Masses. It is absolutely a metal band. And regardless of their content, that's irrelevant. It is a metal sound. How, it tells you enough. How, how do you know that they are metal? What style of I've metal are they? I've listened to
1: that? them. Christian metal. I, if you got to have another word in there, I'd call it Christian death metal. I mean, I've listened to that EP, and I mean, it sounds like kind of a thrash core, death core again there's a lot of core elements there so i'm not sure if they.
0: i think they label themselves as a core band yeah
1: yeah i mean uh, and and certainly at a certain point the core influences overwhelm the metal influences because those are two significant different styles of music yeah, totally hardcore the same punk, core is metal core is metal man hardcore punk is also metal yes so you're just using metal as a cipher for aggressive loud music
0: Yes, that, that's a pretty good definition that, that's for me, yeah. A, that's,
1: so you're redefining – you're the definer because you're taking the word metal and defining it into meaninglessness. If metal can incorporate all of hardcore punk, then I, I have no idea what the term metal even means. It's it's a meaningless word then. Dude, here, I mean, we're going back. To, it's the same old thing, dude. You, you just have to
0: label everything – Life, like you define it and that's ridiculous. This.
1: You're the one who's wanting but to you, label these bands and and you just, I, I the do, difference but my labels broad in general. The the difference is when I label things, I actually am looking to distinguish between things in a meaningful way that helps me uh-huh. understand. You're just no, using you're things. Looking to you're, using language, a, you're using language. That's You're using language in a writer. vague and often misleading way. You are a metal racist. You will not allow certain groups into your particular group. And you're a metal misleader because you say metal, but you also actually mean hardcore punk. A loud, aggressive, headbanging. Metal's attitude, dude. Uh, I'll stick with that till the day I die. You just seem to want to create vague terms that eliminate any distinctions.
0: Yes. I, I am inclusive in my metal, I'm not exclusive. I don't have to have a certain thing to be able to enjoy or to listen to or to be able to call it something, uh, a particular thing. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a definer, and I define in the broadest, most inclusive, encompassing sense. I don't think that's a character flaw. I think that's a character quality.
1: It, I mean, to me, it's just intellectual dishonesty is what it is.
0: Oh, my God. And there it is, the neo-intellectualism that is pervasive in metal today. The Neo Maxi Zoom Dweeby, I'm too good to be called that kind of metal. I, I just find it ridiculous and absolutely misses out on so much good music that comes from the heart, that actually is just played by pure instinct and not necessarily talent alone. Uh, you can have both, and they could both be called metal.
1: You can call it metal, but again, uh-huh. to call it metal is basically to say, I'm using a word in a way that's so vague that no one knows what, what i'm talking about i use metal in the same way that you would use human i include you know so why don't you just call it human music well because i don't think that country music is human i'm just saying now who's exclusive again i mean can't country be
0: metal Um, no i'm definitely a countryist i i yeah I, i will i will
1: definitely be prejudiced against you if you're singing country so now it comes down to what you like and don't like. The, that's the, what it
0: is. That's, that's what it's been from the first freaking debate we've ever had. I just don't understand why you can't. It, no, it's not that you can't. It's that you won't use a particular thing to describe something, even though it fits the definition. It is Christian metal. It is a metal-sounding music that has Christian
1: lyrical themes. Let's get back to this thing. You 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 just kind of rolled over this thing about liking or not liking. And and you basically <laughs> just admitted that if you like something, you want to call it metal. Brent, there are a zillion metal bands that I don't like. like when you you do, it like uh, has nothing to do with what style of music it is. You,
0: you just put words. I, I didn't say because I like it that it's metal.
1: So, so now it comes don't down don't to what you like and don't like. And don't like. The, that's the, what it
0: is. That's what's what been from the first freaking debate we've ever had.
1: Go fuck yourself from the wren a live rendition of a song off their upcoming album this is symphony of light Think at the end of each podcast now, we're going to try to mention a few of the albums that we've been listening to. Curious what you've been listening to of late. Okay, dude. At the risk of starting a whole other podcast, I've been listening to some Christian thrash
0: bands. One of them called Hating Evil. Their first two albums are freaking awesome, man. And there's a uh, another, I mean, you're going to be pissed here, but it, it is a, for lack of a better way to put it, it is a Spanish-speaking metal band that I can't understand a word they're saying. Mahijo, and they are freaking awesome, man. What
1: what have you been jamming out to? I don't know how you have to define these. I just assumed you'd say they were all metal. Yeah. Let's go by whether or not they fit up your butt with the CD from here on out. Good God. What have you been listening to, man? Brian, I've been listening to Solva, the new album by Boston-based Symphonic Power Metal Act, Seven Spires. Really excited about this album. There's not a lot of... North American Symphonic Power Metal, but Seven Spires, really good band. Hoping to hear from them on the podcast soon. Also, Evocation 2 from Swiss master folk metal troupe Elvete. And then I've been going back a little ways to 2015 for an album that I had missed from Death Worshipping Black Metal Floridians, Grave Gnosis, their album Birthing. And
0: speaking of going back a little bit, I've been listening to the... uh Guitar player for the Misfits, Doyle, who I hope to go see in October down in Nashville, man. Definitely hoping to get an interview with him.
1: Dude, that's awesome. I will be tuning into the great punk debate to hear that interview. <laughs> you can suck it, man. That's not just punk. That's hardcore
0: metal, punk metal. Call it what you want. It fits the category. Doyle well, would kick
1: your ass. You and Johnny Rotten should have a great debate about that on your podcast. Yeah, you can start my Johnny Rotten, <laughs> That'll do it for this show. Remember, you can access all the great Metal Debate episodes, including our debate shows, artist interviews, and fan casts, on SoundCloud.com, as well as selected content on YouTube. And if you check us out on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating so that others will see all the episodes. And if you have a suggestion for the show, tweet us at MetalDebate or send us an email via... The great metal debate at gmail.com Plus, don't forget to join in the Metal Debate by liking our Facebook page. You're the worst fucking metal fan I've ever met in my life. Until the next time, sell your soul for metal and defend it till your dying day.